Hi, this is Daniela Wolf with Bestie Life, the podcast, and this is your community to support you through the little and not so little events that make up your day-to-day life. From the I've got this moments to the Ugh, I just can't moments, we are here to empower all women to find and develop the skills they need to find peace, balance, and the bliss in their busy through solo episodes as well as interviews with amazing women who share their journey and their story and how it works for you. I hope you find the inspirations to make you laugh, think, as well as maybe rethink what you thought you knew and connect as we realize that we are all living similar ups and downs and don't have to do it alone. So excited for you to hear this episode and thanks so much for joining me today. Hi, this is Daniela with Bestie Life, and I am so excited to get to talk to you today. Solo episode, I know I haven't done one in a little bit, and kind of go take some time to really explain a little bit more about what is burnout and how to avoid it. Because I think burnout is a term that can be increasingly common and even overused a lot of times in our day-to-day life. And we don't always really know or think about exactly what does that mean. So to break down some of the actual basis behind what is burnout, start to recognize maybe what signs you need to look for, what steps you can take right now to prevent it so that you can start to take back your time take back your days, take back control over your life so that you are living intentionally, living on purpose, and really ending each day feeling like you want to feel. So to kind of get a little technical, the actual kind of definition of burnout has to do with a state of emotional, physical, and mental exhaustion caused by prolonged stress. And I want to kind of give it a little analogy about the difference between stress and burnout, because I think people assume they're one and the same. So many times people are like, oh my gosh, I'm so busy. I'm so stressed. I'm so burnt out. But there is definitely a difference between being stressed and being burnt out. And that definitely that word prolonged stress is part of that difference because we all experience stress. That's normal. That's part of our day-to-day life. It's when it becomes too big and all-consuming that it transitions to burnout. The analogy I love to use is like a bonfire. So if you have a bonfire, stress is adding more logs to the fire. You're adding more things to your list. The fire is getting bigger. It's getting hotter and you can feel that intensity from it but you still are in a place of control of adding logs, maybe still taking one off, things like that to try and manage that flame and that fire. Burnout is that point when you've burnt all the logs and you just have those smoking um, embers. You can't even blow a fire back into them because the fire is gone. There, It's extinguished. There is nothing left in that uh, pile of ashes in order to create that fire, to create, you know, that energy that you need at times. And so to think of the difference between stress and burnout in that way, stress is a place 
where you still have that control of putting more on or taking things off. Burnout means it's empty, exhausted completely. And unfortunately in today's hustle culture where you know we try and do more, we're multitasking, we're trying to get more done, as well as a lot of times as women, we just take on that invisible load, we take on more. We just assume the responsibilities for different things, whether it's at home, at our jobs, in our families' day-to-day -day lives to support them and prioritize what they need, that we can get to that place of going from stress to burnout because we just keep adding, we just keep doing more, which is why I just think it's so important to recognize, so important to talk about in order to actionably plan the steps necessary to be able to prevent and recover from burnout and kind of just maintain a different way of living so that we don't get to that place. So first let's talk about why you might be at risk at burnout. Like I said, you know, it can affect everyone. No one's immune based on, you know, race, color, income, religion, anything like that. But it's definitely caused by outside factors that we allow into our days, whether it's a high work stress environment, whether it's intense workloads, adding too much, that constant busy or that badge of busy everybody tries to carry with you, I think, you know, is part of what leads to it. But when you do those things, you feel like then you're constantly running on empty, overworking, not taking breaks, not taking care of yourself is when you really get to that place of being risk for burnout. And I do want to add that sometimes, unfortunately, we are the problem, not to quote Taylor Swift, but we are the problem. It's us because we put the pressure on ourselves to succeed or overachieve or set unrealistic expectations or expectations that are just so high that it puts us at risk for that burnout. And we need to be careful that we are taking the steps necessary to protect ourselves, to prevent that for ourselves. Because a lot of times those expectations, those thoughts, those things we think we quote should do, don't come from anybody else but us. Us. And so we are key in not only causing the problem, but also in fixing that problem. Next, I want to take a second to talk about some of the signs of burnout, because definitely, again, the earlier you can recognize those signs, the quicker you can address them, the quicker you can start to change or make new habits we can pre prevent some of that overwhelm. And unfortunately, the longer you allow those things to carry on, the harder and longer it's gonna take to recover because you get so much more ingrained in those routines and those thought processes and those habits. And it does take more work to recover from, but it is absolutely totally possible, totally doable. But just definitely recognizing those signs sooner. And the first and most obvious one is feeling exhausted all of the time, even after a good night's sleep. And so definitely look at how you're sleeping. As you guys know, if you listen to me for a little bit, I think of sleep as one of our big areas of self-care because sleep can affect so many other things from our mood, how we eat, how we move, you know, obviously how we interact with others. And so having a good night's sleep is crucial to taking care of ourselves. But then if you're still feeling exhausted, even when you've gotten a good night's sleep, that could be a part of it. Cause like I said, when you don't sleep, you get irritable, you snap at people for no reason. You get overwhelmed by the smallest tasks. Your motivation is usually not super high. Your interest in work and even other activities that you enjoy can decrease when you're feeling exhausted all the time, which obviously then can lead to a decrease in productivity and affect your job and your home when you're not feeling really productive. And then last are some of those physical symptoms like headaches, backaches, stomach problems, 
um, heart issues, hypertension, high blood pressure, you know, the physical ramifications are obviously the ones that we unfortunately pay attention to more and go see doctors, but that's obviously when it's been allowed to continue for a longer period of time. So just being aware of some of these warning signs of some of these things to watch for is gonna help you kind of interact, intervene and cut that off way quicker. So now that we've talked about recognizing the differences between burnout and stress, knowing what signs to look for so that we can start to intervene, we're gonna talk about what steps you can actually do to prevent burnout. First one, you know it's my favorite thing, is to prioritize your self-care. And it's not just a once a week, occasional kind of luxury, but this means taking care of yourself, taking breaks throughout your day, taking action intentionally across multiple different areas, looking at how you sleep, how you eat, how you connect with others, how you think about money, how, what kind of activities you're participating in, um, so many other areas to definitely make sure you are addressing that self-care and addressing taking care of yourself throughout your day and recharging all along is going to be crucial in addressing, making sure that you are not getting to that place of feeling burnt out, feeling like you've overgiven to the point where you have nothing left to give anymore. It's so important for your well-being. It's not selfish. It's a necessity, just like brushing your teeth, eating, getting dressed, and all those kind of things. The second thing to do is my other favorite thing, that B word, boundaries. This means learning to say no when you need to and not taking on more than you can handle. Because every time you say yes to giving yourself more things to do, taking on more responsibility than you are able to handle, you are saying no to taking care of yourself. You're saying no to what you need and that's not helping anybody at that point. I always say that boundaries are freeing. Boundaries are not bad. They're an amazing thing to have because when you communicate your needs and limitations to your family, your friends and the people around you, your colleagues at work, they understand what you can and can't do. They know your availability and so nobody's left with any resentment, any guilt, any question, any wonder and it creates such a freedom of mutual respect. It creates time freedom. Um, another analogy I love to use, it's kind of like when you get a new puppy. If you just let it run off in the yard with, out on its own, you're going to worry that it's going to run into the street or get hit by a car or get lost and not be able to make it back. But if you had a fence up around your yard, puppy can go run free. But you know where the puppy's going to be. Nobody thinks that it's going to you know, come run up to them on the sidewalk or anything like that. And so boundaries provide that freedom of knowing where we stand, when we're available, how much we're able to do and commit to. And when we do, we can give it 110% because that's where we're focused. That's where we are. And that's where we're able to then give our best and be able to take the time and then space we need for ourselves without any compromise. And along with that, like I said, being present in the moment, the third step is practicing mindfulness, which means being present in the moment and not letting your thoughts run away and either worry about things that have already happened that you can't change, worrying ahead of time about things that haven't happened yet and aren't going to happen for a little while and that you can't control. Mindfulness helps you reduce that stress and anxiety and improves your overall well-being by grounding you in exactly where you are right now. Right now, I know taking a deep breath, 
meditating are great ways to practice mindfulness because um, there's a great quote that says, you know, you can't take a past breath. You can't take a future breath. You can only take a current breath. I wish I knew who said it because I do love that quote and it is so true. We can really only be present right now. Another great way, um, it's called 54321 and it's about you know, looking at five things you can feel, three things you can see, two things you can touch, one thing you can taste, um, you know, like focusing on your senses and really by being able to notice those different sensory things also can help ground you in the present moment. There's so many great ways to practice mindfulness. It doesn't even have to be a long practice. I think people think, you know, with meditation or different things, they need 20 minutes or an hour. Mindfulness can happen literally in 10 seconds or less. You can do it quickly throughout your entire day. And so it is such a great actionable and easy way to to relieve that stress, to practice some self-care and to help prevent burnout. The fourth step has to do with connecting with others. And this means having a support network, whether it's um, colleagues at work that you can kind of, you know, share some shared experiences and be able to connect based on things you're all dealing with, connecting with friends, family, people who can help support you and listen to you, who understand the different things you're going through can help make all of this less isolating because when we feel alone, it makes it harder to cope. It makes it harder to connect. And so making sure we stay connected to others, um, will help us to not only break down that isolation, but by kind of relieving that stress. I always love, again, another analogy, you know, when we carry the burden of, and stress of different things, it's almost like carrying around like a huge 20 pound bag of say rice or flour. It's heavy and you can manage it, but imagine allowing somebody else to pick up one corner and somebody else picks up another corner. It doesn't change the load that you're carrying necessarily, but it makes it lighter. It makes it easier. And so being able to share and connect with others helps decrease the stress of the things that maybe you are going through or thinking about and dealing with. And the last piece is if you really, you know, looking at those early warning signs, looking at how you're doing, really feel like you're in a place of burnout is to seek out some help. Even if you think you might be on the brink of a burnout and not quite sure, still seeking out some help is a great way to do that. If you're not sure, I have the link to a free quiz on my website to help you kind of take that quick scan and see where do you stand? What might you be doing? So go ahead to my website, bestielife.com. Click on the link to check and see if you're on the brink of a burnout. But if you think you are, or you definitely know you are, get some help. Seek out, um, if it's to an extreme level, a licensed counselor, a therapist, or a burnout coach, which is, I know what I do, and I'm also a counselor, but having someone who is trained and specializes in helping individuals experience burnout, helping you identify maybe some of those root causes you see, and some of the ones that maybe you don't because you're so entrenched and enmeshed in the way of doing things, not even realizing how they're negatively contributing to you staying in burnout, as well as offering specialized interventions and support to help you overcome those challenges is not only going to help you achieve them, but streamline and achieve them faster because help eliminate a lot of the trial and error, help you see through kind of the forest through the trees and the things that maybe you are not able to see on your own can help provide that motivation, that guidance and support that you need towards that recovery, as well as I can help you stay accountable as you're working towards your goal. Because especially when we're trying something 
new, when we're adding different routines and different habits, even though they're for the best and they're going to help you as we're getting on track, maintaining that motivation can be hard. You know, we see that every year when people create New Year's resolutions and things like that. They start off strong. The gym's packed for the first month or two of the year. And I think they say within the first um, couple of weeks is when that motivation starts to die out without that other external piece of helping you stay on track and stay accountable. Um, Also, sometimes too, another reason might be you think you know some of the root causes, but to dig a little deeper, look at some of the underlying issues that could also be contributing to exhaustion and overwhelm. So you're not just taking off that top layer, which is sometimes the easier one to do, but to help you get in a different place so that it doesn't kind of show up in a different way that you're not constantly chasing that is another thing that a burnout coach can help you do. And lastly is again, that emotional support that I talked about as far as breaking down that isolation of the experience you're going through. It can absolutely, even though it's great to have family and friends that are there for you and listen to you, it can also be hard to be vulnerable with the people that you know or that you're living with all the time because you feel like, again, until you've learned how to deal with that mindset when it comes to expectations and your limiting beliefs and the negative thoughts you might be thinking, it can be hard to share some of those experiences and feel like it's a safe um, place to do that. And so as a burnout coach, I help give you that safe and non-judgmental space to discuss your feelings and emotions, as well as give you the practical tools and techniques to help you manage your stress, possible anxiety, and you know, start to integrate that self-care throughout your entire day, give you a more positive outlook through some mindset work, as well as then to look at your overall time and how you're prioritizing it and how you're using it in a way that can feel good for you. And all of this will help you create, you know, that healthier work-life balance or work-life harmony, work-life flow, kind of however you choose to look at that experience of feeling like you are not resentful of how you're spending your time in your day. And so we do that, like I said, by prioritizing your time and your needs, setting boundaries, developing strategies to manage the things you have to do, the things you need to do for work, as well as then having that time every single day for your self-care and relaxation throughout your entire day. And so while part of it is getting you, you know, some quick wins, um, that's not going to help you make that lasting change. And so really, you know, this isn't about a quick fix. It's definitely about looking at reframing how you think about some things, getting into some personal growth to make those lasting life changes to really help you build that resilience, increase your self-awareness so that you are living each day or each week, at least in the way that feels good to you that way that you've been wanting to live it rather than just feeling like you're hustling, you're overwhelmed and that, oh, I'll do this later, whether when the kids are older, when I have more money, when I have more time, because that later doesn't come. Someday doesn't happen. And so to really look at making those lasting changes now and start to make that difference. It's worth investing the time and investing in yourself now in order to not, to get those gains faster, to get them quicker in your life and start living the life you want to live now. So hopefully that answered a lot of your questions when it comes to what burnout is, how to recognize it, and some steps to take to how to address it. I would love to offer the opportunity to you to get on a free framework call with me to see what's going on in your life, how I could help. So head on over 
over to my website, bestielife.com. Take that free quiz. See if you're on the brink of a burnout as well as click on the link in my bio on Instagram and let's hop on a call. Let's talk about what your days have been like, where your stress and overwhelm and coming them or what some of the initial steps might be to start to live a little bit differently, fit more self-care into your day and go from exhausted to empowered. Thanks so much and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much again for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please let me know any questions or comments that you have. Also, if you can please leave an Apple five-star review so that this episode can be shared with more women. There's two quotes that I love, alone we may be strong, but together we are stronger, as well as when women support each other, incredible things happen. So let's be stronger and incredible together, as well as maybe just have some fun along the way. Thanks so much and talk to you soon. Bye.